Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke. Or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. The Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society Podcast. Interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey everybody, this is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching The Film Review. What's going on, people? This is another great episode of the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And do we have another great show for you today? We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And we have a jam-packed show. Listen, we have a new R&B artist, yes. Alicia. Yes. We're going to be talking to her. She's the interview for tonight, yep. right? We also are going to be talking about something that one of our fans, one of our viewers, asked us to review. I got the hookup too by Master P right. and uh, Romeo Miller. Right. Right. Of course, we got Knives Out, right. Twenty One Bridges. Yes. And we have the top five reasons why, unfortunately, unfortunately, it looks like Trump will get reelected. The top five reasons. And we're bringing, we're sounding the alarm now so that we can see some change, right? So how's your week been so far? Great week. Um, I was happy to read about uh, Diddy's letter to Comcast. So that was great. That's right. Diddy finally spoke up. Yes. You know, because we here at the film review had called for the boycott of right. Comcast. Right. Right. For right. them going to the Supreme Court to gut the 1866 yes. Civil Rights Act. Yeah. Right. Which granted us uh, freedoms, including being able to have a, a fair contracting, right. being able to move. Yes as black citizens right. in the United States like white citizens move right. and etc cetera, etc cetera, uh, within section 1981 so right. P. Diddy Diddy came out yes. and actually spoke on it right, right? and right. that's why the boycott you know I'm calling for it and right. you know uh, people can read that on uh, Crazon Dion page right. also on lordlandfilms.com right. Right. page on Facebook you can read right. about the uh about the boycott, right? And 50 had his protesters there, too. And 50 had his protesters there, too. Yeah. And we can't really yeah. get into... I mean, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, yeah. right? But... So I, and I have a cold, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're going to talk about that a little bit later because it seems like we're going to continue to shoot ourselves in the foot when it's about mass and numbers, right? Right. It's about mass and numbers, and we're getting ready to shoot ourselves in the foot. Always. We always do that. But without further ado, people, we have a young lady on the line, Alicia, yes. right? She has a new single. Yes. 
called Nobody Else. She's a new up-and-coming R&B star straight from out of Baltimore, Maryland. And it's none other than Alicia. We're going to bring her up. Alicia, can you hear us? Hey. Hello. Hey, how you doing? If you have a listening, if you're listening other than through the receiver up to your ear of your phone, turn everything else down. And then on the replay, when we go on Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other um, podcasts, Google Play, all those different platforms. It'll be a clear signal, and you'll be able to hear yourself on whichever your favorite platform is, okay? Okay. All right. So, first of all, let, let, let's give a little background about Alicia before yes. we get started, right? Like I said, she's a new and up-and-coming R&B star straight out of Bart- Baltimore, Maryland, yes. right? She started singing in the right. church. And she started singing in the church at yes. three years old. She's a songwriter, a yes. musician. She yes. plays the piano, and she is a producer, following in her father's footsteps. And she is only people. Are you ready? She is only sixteen years of age, wow. right? Since three years old in the church, wowing them in the aisles. Sing it, sing it, yes. sing to the Lord, sing yes. to the Lord. Okay, so how are you feeling this evening? I'm feeling really good today, and thank you for letting me be on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, absolutely. When when it's new and up and coming, and you yes. have the single, nobody else, and, yes. and, and it's well produced. Yes, it is. It's you a know. very nice single. You have a beautiful voice. Really, really nice. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, and, and and you're also a writer, so that is very important very for important. that publishing. Yes. <laughs> later, later down the road, when yes. you get the checks in the mail, you know, but you know that's business. Okay. So you started out. So so you started out in the church at three. So when did when do you remember? Do you remember three years old, or do or what is the actual age that you remember actually singing in the church where you could actually realize the people go ahead well I actually remember like really singing in the church when I was like five or maybe like four years old because it was this one day and um it was that bible study and I remember telling my dad I was like I just really want to sing I was like can I please take the mic and you know what I mean? Because they wouldn't really let the kids sing and take the mic because, you know, we play around too much. But I was very serious and he let me sing in front of everybody and I was singing I Love You Jesus. And that was the first time I ever really sung in church. And then once I got older, I took it more seriously. Around, like, when I was 12 or 13, I started singing all the great scenes. And I've just been singing in church ever since and to get outside of it. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you've expanded and, and you've been a background singer for a couple of heavyweights, Jennifer Hudson and Regina Bell. What was that experience like? Oh, yeah. What was that experience like going out on the road uh, singing behind such heavyweights? It was a very amazing, like crazy experience and a learning experience you know just to see how that 
like that life works and being around all like because i was around a couple of celebrities while singing for jennifer and it was just very like wow very eye-opening and it was just great it was really great jennifer was nice she was a beautiful person and yeah mm-hmm. and so what uh type of advice did uh jennifer hudson impart to you as a singer well, she said, you know, you always have to sing from the heart. You know, don't think about all the lyrics. Think about the meaning of the song is what she basically was telling. Like me and the whole group, just sing from your heart and think about the meaning and what you're singing about. And I've been taking that advice for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And so you write from the heart because you're a writer. So let's talk about your single, Nobody Else. Where did it germinate from? And what? How did it come to you? How did the melody come to you? Let's ex- let's go through that process. So my um, uncle, basically, he's my he's a producer and he works with my dad as well. So he came over and he was like, you know, we gotta make a hit. I was like, okay, let's make a hit then. <laughs> so he came over, he bought his track. He he already had a track for nobody else. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, yeah, I need some lyrics. I need some words to it. So we sat there for like a couple of hours just trying to get the song down. And then, voila, nobody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, what does it feel like to be in the studio recording the uh, the recording process because we always speak to artists so that up and other up and coming artists or artists can feel what they feel in the studio. What is that process like? Was it daunting the first time that you went into the studio, and how does it compare to now being in the studio preparing this? Nobody else. Let's go through the process of beginning to now that you're in the studio. Okay, so in the studio, it can be very stressful because, you know, there's a lot of things. Like, there's a, there may be some errors, and, like, sometimes you have to redo a part over and over again if you're not getting it right away. It can be stressful at times. Then other times, it can be really refreshing. Like, just getting, like, all the lyrics that you wrote down, all the voice notes, and then putting it on a record is just very refreshing. And I, I don't know, I really have a good time recording. I know sometimes it can be stressful to other artists, and sometimes it's stressful to me, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it goes. But it does take a lot of work, and you know, sometimes your voice isn't there, sometimes it is, you know, that's just my process to it. Mm-hmm. So are you one take Alicia or do you punch in? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have to say it really depends on the day, to be honest. Like some days I'm like, yo, let's just let's just get this down real quick. And then one take, and then it's like, that's all we need. But some days, I'm like, okay, stop it right there. We're going to do it right there. Stop real quick, and then, you know, just one, you know, you know what I mean. Just some, it, it all really depends on the day. Mm-hmm. So who are your influences? Who influences you in the music industry that came before? 
Um, well, I would have to say my main, like my main inspiration for me, mm-hmm. probably would be Michael Jackson. Okay. Because, I don't know, I just feel like he's the greatest to ever do it. And like his work ethic, you know, his ideas, it's just everything for me. I don't know, I really just look up to Michael Jackson. He's just really the greatest to me. And um, I also look up to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Because same with her, like her work ethic. It's just everything that she does, she does it, you know, with the meaning behind it as well. And just the person that she is, I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, those two artists for sure. Mm-hmm. So, let me tell you first. We listen to the single and we listen to it over and over and over and over again. And tell your father and your uncle yeah. that yeah. this track, the way that it's recorded, yeah. is definitely right there, modern on time. It's nice. Uh, the way that they laid out the orchestration on it. Yeah beautifully done the way that your voice is laid in there uh beautifully done and the way that you're uh accenting and staccatoing throughout the song especially on the hook in the first verse where you're like it's uh the way i describe it is you're like pounding on the on the vowels on the first verse on the syllables on the vowels on the first yeah. verse you're like uh uh, you're like sending it home to him mm-hmm. on that first verse, then it goes into the hook, and then you say nobody else. I hope you feel the same. I mean, yeah. it's it's a really, mm-hmm. um, it's a beautiful single. Yeah. So, what are you looking for the single to do for you? Where where are you looking for it to take you? You're welcome. Well, what I'm looking forward to is just for it to somewhere you know what I mean and maybe one day I'll be singing nobody else on DP awards or soul train awards or maybe even MTV awards the Grammys. I feel like I want to take it I want it to be taken to like award shows and just to that point being that big So are you are you, are you you're a musician and you're a singer so that's two out of the three. Yeah. Are you a triple threat or are you a thespian also? Can you get on the stage? Can you get in front of the camera and act it out? I mean, uh, are you a triple threat? I guess you could say so. Yeah, I have no problem with getting in front of the camera, getting in front of crowd of people. I think I'm ready for it. You're ready for it. Yeah, because I can also see you on Broadway also. Your voice is beautiful. So I can definitely see you, you also so acting. You're welcome. Yeah, you know, we yeah. we, we, we here at the yeah. Film Review, yeah. we're here for the artists, yeah. for upcoming artists, for established artists, for actors, and we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. Yeah. And we look forward to you being yeah. a mover and shaker within yeah. the culture. Right, so stay there, keep writing, keep banging it out, and we appreciate you calling in to talk to us. Yes, we do. Right, yes. 
No, uh, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. So, so last thing, tell them where they can uh, get in contact with you or stay up on what you're doing, your social media, and tell them where they can purchase the single. Yeah. Okay. So, you can follow me on Instagram at E-L-Y-S-C-I-A underscore same for the same. One more time. That is E-L-Y-S-C-I-A underscore same. And my song, Nobody Else, is on all platforms. It is on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play. Title, it is everywhere. You can find it anywhere and everywhere. And all you have to do is type in Nobody Else by E-L-Y-S-C-I-A, Alicia. Alicia. Okay, Alicia. Excuse me, let me pronounce that right. Um, person's name is like platinum and gold. <laughs> so we would like to thank you for uh, calling in. Yes. And we see big things yes, for you because that first single is hot. We can't mm-hmm. wait to, for the full, complete album. Or are they just doing singles today? But either way, we're looking forward to hearing more from you. Yeah. Uh, uh inspirational music, R&B, hip-hop, yeah. the sky's the limit, pop, everything. everything. You know what I mean? Beyond the sky. Yeah. Into the next galaxy, right? right? <laughs> so we'd like to thank you. So yeah. uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before we uh, move on with the show? Nope, that's it. But thank you so much for having me. Thank oh, thank you. you. And have, have a good evening. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, people. So that was Alicia, right? And she has a single called Nobody Else. You can hear it everywhere. She just told you where you can hear it, right? And then when we recut this, I may cut in just a portion so that you can feel the vibe of the yeah, single it's a because really nice song. it's a really it's a nice song. great song yeah right yeah. her and, voice um, is beautiful she has a strong voice definitely definitely check it out pick it up buy it it's nice that's right that's right so people as we move on yeah. we need to uh we, we have uh as i change this up right here we have a request from one of our viewers right so i'm going to put the actual request up so that you can see it here right and then uh right here let me bring it up and bring it up right here all right people so robert asked us commented please review the movie i got the hookup to please review the movie I got the hookup too, right? Okay. So here we are. We we reviewed the film and we aim to please. And if people have, uh, you know, films that they want reviewed, they can always post it right. on YouTube, right? Yeah. In the comments, make sure that you uh, ring the bell yep. and subscribe right. to the uh, TV shows and films by Crazy D Channel on YouTube, make sure you ring the bell and you you state your comments and we'll read them back. And, um, you know, this one right here, please review the movie I got the hookup to. All right, people. So we aim to, uh, please. So of course we do have the review for, I got the hookup to now, first of all, we have to say that master P has always been an inspiration yes. to 
to independent music makers, Master P has always been a um, a uh, inspiration to independent music makers yes. and Film, independent right. filmmakers. Like about it, because right. when about it. When body, body, when body came out, right? Yeah. Film. We we were in the store and we sold so many. Other, that was the yeah. CD, DVD. I mean, yes. no, it wasn't DVD. It was VHS. Yes. It was the yeah. CD VHS combo. Yes. Yes. And I mean, everybody were yeah. were everybody was on that film. I mean, yes. all age groups were on that film, yeah. right? And Master P was just and still is such an inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, talking about, I got the hookup too, right? The the only way to compare it, the only way to compare the the depth of how good it is, mm-hmm. is to compare it to part one, right? Of I got the hookup, right? Okay. So, the way we you know, evaluate films over here is we look at the film grammar, how the film opens up, how it lays out, how it tells the story through images. Because remember now, film was a silent, it had somebody playing piano, they had like a band in, in, in the band pit playing the music, the accompaniment along with what you were seeing up on the screen because uh, film came silent right. at first, right? right? And they had little words describing what the person was saying, but for the most part, right. it was images and facial expression of the actors yeah. acting big right. on screen to put across the emotion, right? Because yeah. you weren't going to hear words. So that is what makes film different than re- the recorded medium, right. because the recorded medium was there. Right. And they and you could record your voice and do all that, but film did not have that. Mm-hmm. So it was all about images, mm-hmm. and that would be considered film grammar. Now, I got the hookup one okay. opens with uh, the wheels of a shopping cart, high heels of women, okay. and you hear a conversation being had between two women mm-hmm. and you realize that they're pushing a shopping cart mm-hmm. through images. So they don't say, you know, they're not on the nose. I'm pushing this shopping cart. That would be for audio only. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing this shopping cart and then you would hear a sound effect, the Foley or whatever, if you were just using audio, if it was just a radio presentation. But this is a film presentation, so it's image driven. Very important for people to know that uh, film is about images first, right? So it opens with that. Then it opens up wide to show what they're pushing in the shopping cart. Expose you to the two actors playing the two women. And then it exposes larger to an impoverished area. It looks like L.A. because of the palm trees and they're pushing the cart in the middle of the street headed to a uh, a open air I'll say pawn shop not junkyard but an open air pawn shop that services everything uh, 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 not check cashing but credit repair uh, 
selling items at a discount, yeah. right? Right. And so that's great setup. Right. It, it sets up the scene and it shows you where you are right. in the um, within the story where you are, where, where you're going to be, and where it's set. Right. Then you're introduced to the two characters, Black and Blue. Okay. And you see that. Uh, Blue is kind of off kilter, and okay. black mm -hmm. is is the is is the calm one, mm -hmm. and is the diplomat. Blue is kind of blue, just mm -hmm. like the term, right? Right. So then you find out what their business is, and mm -hmm. then uh, a white, plain white delivery truck pulls up, and of course it's a nervous guy in it, and mm -hmm. he a nervous Caucasian, and he feels like he's going to. Uh, going to be stole on okay. literally and okay. so he delivers a package and the movie takes off from there okay. boom beautiful storytelling opens up the story beautifully I got the hook up too okay. unfortunately is not like that alright um it opens to a discussion. Now, I get the hookup too. Okay. Opens up first. It opens up okay. and shows you where you where you're gonna be. Right. So they show drone images. They right. show you that it's in California. Right. They show you the flag. They show you right. the beach. They right. show you the overhead. They show you right. it comes in on the street, right. and you see a woman from reality TV. Uh -huh. One of the yeah. people from reality TV. Yeah. She's walking with a baby right. stroller, right? right. April but, from Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She's Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Right. So she's walking with a baby stroller. <clears throat> it's not quite set like the first one, okay. right? Like, you, you see this overhead. It's, okay. it's more like it's exposed to you through a montage or a sequence of changing images to show you during California, yeah. then you see her before then you get to the close-up of the baby carriage, okay. which it should have started kind of like I got the hook up to uh, one, right? right? Okay. So then you're introduced to it. It's a, it's a scene that happens with Master right. P at the beginning. Right. And then you're also introduced to at the same time two characters that you don't know who they are and it's like okay. what sets one apart from two is okay. two has a lot of comedy skits put together that yeah. don't really tell a narrative see what's what's important about a film is that it has to have a through line right mm -hmm. and Really, the story is about, you know, and, and you can't get away from it because it's just film grammar. It's just the way film was different than audio. Right. It's different than stage play. Right. 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 You can't get away from using the the steps necessary to tell a story in film. You just can't get away with you. You can't get away from it. It's just the way that it is, right. and you can't. You just can't. I mean, that's just the way it is. So, there's a lot of... So, you're introduced to two people. You don't actually know who they are. You don't find out until 15 minutes into the film that they are relatives of black and blue, right? right? right. 
which we're not gonna give any spoilers because we always tell people to go see the film, but you don't see this. But this is how easy that this could have been told, right? right. It could have been uh, a flashback sequence. It could have opened up. It could have started, showed you everything, and then it could have been a narrator, right. an omniscient narrator that said, uh, "You remember Black and Blue? Black has a son. Right. Blue has a son." Right. They have a crazy uh, cousin in common. Mm-hmm. Boom. Open right. scene. Then you know who uh, DC Youngfly is playing. Right. right. Let's go through the cast real quick. Um, let's see. The cast, you know, starring uh, Romeo mm-hmm. in Master P. Mm-hmm. Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, Symphonique Miller mm-hmm. is also in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC Youngfly. Fat Boy, SSE, KJ Smith, um, Juju Castaneda, Love and Hip Hop New York, um, Shireen Crutchfield, Anthony Johnson, who plays Blue, uh, Michael Blackson, mm-hmm. um, John Witherspoon is also on the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace, rest in heaven, John Witherspoon. Yes. Um, Tangerine Martin is in the film, mm-hmm. Cheryl Underwood, Clifton Powell. Sean Patrick Clifford and Tom Lister Jr. Uh, uh, Lester. 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 Tiny. Tiny. Look, listen. Um, but wasn't the Shining said that the uh, one of the goals was also with to like break the world's record? Well, well he has. So I was getting ready to get yes, to the parents. He has 128 uh, the Guinness Book of World Records. Right. 128 speaking roles right. in this film. So maybe that's why it wasn't done like a traditional. No, no, no. Right. What I'm saying, you, you it, was a, it was funny. I mean, I mean they they have funny skits. Yeah, funny right? skits. But you're you're telling a story. Right. Right. And so so I'm always gonna revert back to tell the story. So, like I said, so I opened that. So I said I opened that up. Right. Omniscient, omniscient narrator. Boom. Right. You set up that story. You switch to who Romeo's character is. Right. This is Detective Such and Such. Right. And he is Such and Such. Right. So then you introduce the three main stories that's going on. Right. right? And then uh, you remember they had a uh, credit credit uh, repair right. uh, within their place. Well, they stepped up. They now have right. a restaurant. Right. And then, then the story could have rolled like that. It could have been like the you know how the Dukes of Hazard oh, had yeah. a narrator, yeah. right. Right? right? So some of the scenes didn't fit in Dukes of Hazard. And you wouldn't understand what they were doing, right. but then they say, boy, them boys are yeah. going to be in trouble. Yeah. How they going to get out of this? We'll yeah. be right back after these men talking that, you know, yeah. Talking that uh, country talk that they were talking, right? Yeah. Now look. She said country. Now, so on that aspect of it, the film is not stepping into film grammar. Like I said, there's no way around right. telling a story in film that way. Because we've seen ensemble casts. Yeah, we have. Right? And ensemble cast, it, it lays out and it has right. the through line. So right. once you knew that these two 
younger, right. these three younger people right. were going to be the main story and Black and Blue were kind of like in the back already right. established, then the story can go forward. Yeah. Then you can see the police activity. Right. Then you can see that. But first you have to set the story right. in stone. You have to give the the full, the hook to the story, right. the foundation of the story. Then the story can go forward yeah. and then there will be no um, no, um, what can I say, uh, confusion. Right. Because as I was watching it, yeah. I was like, who is this? Yeah, we had to try to figure who out was who that? was who. And, and then it came the later in the film, right? Yeah. And then uh, Master P's son, right. his son that was playing the college son, Romeo and him are not father and son in this picture, right? right? Yeah. But the son... There were uh, uncle and nephew. Uh, uncle and nephew. And then the so you find all this out later, but that could have been opened up with the omniscient narrator, right? If you're gonna have 128 speaking roles, most of them were people coming in and interacting with the established characters, right? right? Within that business, right? right? The business had to be flushed out from a person who owned a retail for 15 years, and right. that's what. The Chronicles, the Black Eyes Chronicles was about. Right. I established what the business is about. Right. Again, right? See, that was all established in part one. Right. That it was almost like a junkyard, yeah. but it was an open, like, open yeah. air flea market. Right. In the middle of an impoverished neighborhood in LA. You can, you told, that was told to you through images. Right. Right. That's where the movie lacks. However, now, as far as Master P giving black people and pretty much everybody because yeah, he has everybody yeah, it's a multicultural yeah. cast yeah, yeah. him giving a multicultural cast an opportunity to shine yeah. that, that goes beyond giving opportunity yeah. that goes beyond the pale he always has yeah. that's a 10 yeah. that gives the, uh, uh, yeah. uh, the film a 10 the sound on it, 10. Yeah. The picture on it, 10. Yeah. The individual skits yeah. that are disjointed, right. right? Because the story isn't laid out in stone first. Right. The foundation isn't there. The funniness of it right. is a 10, right? The, hunt, the Going into the Guinness Book of World Records for 128 yeah. uh, speaking row, 128 yeah. Speaking roles right. in a film, that's a 10, right? right? You, you know, he's he expanding and he's breaking the record, right? right? Now, on the technical side of it, now, now the sound, sound, all that, picture, lighting, yeah. all that yeah. impeccable, great. Always yeah. has been for Master P films, right. always has been. He, right. he even with Bodied, I mean, it was just, it was just something that just charged you, you know, right? right? The film grammar on it. Right. That is not it, it's not uh, it's not there. Mm -hmm. Right? right? So I, I I will relieve I will not give a rating for that. Right? right? Because it is just not there. So right. you can take that for what it is because me, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I like Master P. Right. You know what I mean? There there were people who didn't where we come from, people right. were like kind of trying to be New Yorkian. Yeah. Some, 
But for the most part, most people rocked outside the tri-state area the same. And when Master P came to town and when Master P's music hit, Cleveland was on it. So I'm not going to sit up here and bash this man's film because there are, because he can do it. And all the people who bash him, you can't. Right. And so that's the way that's the way that is, right? right? So that's not there, so I'm not gonna rate that, right? So other than that, the ability for him to always be right. a person that's about the community to right. try to get people from out of the condition that they're in right. and try to give them a chance and an right. opportunity, that's ten across the board. Right. Alright? So I got the hook up to you see what it is, we broke it down. When you, you come in and you have so many characters, you have to have an omniscient narrator to tie the yep. for the story from the past, even if you're not using flashback footage. Right. You know, you have to use that narrator. This is black and blue. Right. Black and blue have such and such and such as they right. have a crazy cousin. Right. In common. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The crazy cousin has a crazy cousin. I mean, and yeah. so you, you lay it out there and then what's going to happen next? And then that's how easy it is. And then the story goes on. Then you understand that it's not right. black and blue anymore, but right. it's uh, DC Youngfly's yeah. character and yeah. the characters of the son and nephew. And they're all within this new gumbo because right. this is a gumbo, right. which is cool. Yeah. Right. So people... It's up on Amazon. It's up on yeah. other, uh, other places, platforms. other platforms to yeah. watch. Yeah. It's on uh, uh, UMC yeah. to watch. Bob Johnson's channel. Bob Johnson's channel. Yeah. So go watch the film and watch it and look for it. And then, you know, when you can make a film, because right. <laughs> I make films, so right. I don't have to bash anybody's film. So when you can make a film, right? right then, and, and and you've made a film and everybody has respected your film, then you can have something to say. But I'm not a person that deals in self-hate because right. I love myself. Right. So that's I can love other people. And what this man has done, bringing all the different acts out that he brought out, there ain't no bashing of this dude. And if you love like comedians and watching stand-ups and like you will love uh, I got to pick up too because it's just multiple multiple different personality characters like you said different skits that will have you cracking up so if you want to just sit back and just chill and just laugh and just be introduced to so many different characters right you will love I got to pick up too because you will not stop laughing from the right. beginning to end don't watch it to have for it to be a film that's based on the traditional film grammar, right? Don't look at it like that. Look at it for what it is. It's a film that brings opportunity, and when you want that opportunity to, of course you would. So, because a lot it. of uh, characters were introduced, including like um, social media, different mm-hmm. lots that's of social right. media personalities. Um, I was introduced to, and I was like, this person is hilarious, and it makes you, you know, look them up and then watch their stuff. Because, you so know, he did a great job introducing, 
you to a whole new group of a whole new comedians. group of comics. That's yeah. right. That are going to move on in the future. Now right. look. Think about how they talked about Tyler Perry and his plays. Remember, he said that he would sneak into the theater and he would only get to see the first and second act because it would go into um, they would go into the rest period. Okay. I forget what uh, what they oh, call yeah. it. Yeah. And then you would come back for the third act, but he had snuck in, so he couldn't sneak back into his seat. So he had to leave it yeah. where it was and not um, not. Uh, Necessarily see the third act, but guess yeah. what? Has that lack of knowing how to you do the third act has that stopped Tyler Perry? No, Tyler mm-hmm. Perry. People talked about Tyler Perry. We look, Tyler Perry has a studio. Yeah. The major films yes. are being shot at, right? Yeah, intermission. Right. Is that it? intermission? That's okay. what it was, right? So look, people. This is the eighty-six. So that was our review yes. on. I got the hookup too. Yes. Right. So look. Okay. Episode 86. We are on episode 86. Moving. Right? And soon we're going to be on episode 90. Our 90th episode. And we have a up and coming. Well, we have an established filmmaker from Stockton, California. Yes. That we're going to be interviewing. And we're going to be talking to him on the 90th episode. You can learn more about that on Crazon Dion page where you're watching us right now. Also, we're simulcasting right now at the same time on YouTube on the TV shows and films by Crazy D channel on YouTube. You can go right there and you can watch us. You can search the film review episode 86 and we will come up and you can watch us there and you can comment in the comment and we will comment and do all that and comment back so we are moving plus again uh, iHeartRadio, yes. Spotify, yep. uh, Apple Podcasts, yes. Google Play, yes. Podcast Addict, and whatever platforms you want to listen to us on, yep. you can listen to us on, you can watch us yep. on YouTube, and you know. Yep. So look people, we, we had to go through that. That was a shameless plug of what we do because... We make sure that people are seeing her, recognized, and appreciated, and that's what we do, right? So that's why we always tell people as we take this uh, intermission, right, here before we get to the next film, and we tell you to submit your films to the TFR Showcase. You get an interview. You get a review. No guarantee if it's positive or negative for to you, but we will have a review. And the more reviews you have, the more they say that your film is circulated and they give you more chances. That's how that works. And when we're when we post you on there, you take the flyer and you push it out. And that's how you also build that you have been on quality shows that show on Apple and yeah, right Spotify. That's right. So that information is up here. You know what I mean? It's up there on uh, on my IG page, Crazy D Film Dude. Crazy D Film Dude. You can find out more about that on the Crazy D Film Dude. Make sure you follow the Crazy D Film Dude. Yep. Become a friend there, and also on Facebook. Right now. As we go through, as you know, we always expose new artists, new actors in Lordland Theater. You know, Lordland Theater. You know that the first season is 
complete. We come back in 2020, but the first 13 episodes, 13 is a number of transition. The first 13 episodes are up on lordlandfilms.com. That's lordlandfilms.com forward slash lordlandtv. You can watch all 13 episodes. You can also watch all of the episodes on lordlandfilms.com on Facebook. Go to lordlandfilms.com on Facebook. Click videos and the whole section is there. You can watch all 13 episodes. You know, we keep it moving around here at uh, the film review, Lordland Films. uh, Right? And then like we told you before, before we get back into the movies, right? You can hear us on Apple Podcasts. You can hear us on iHeartRadio. You can hear us on Spotify. Google Google Play. Play, uh, Podcast Addict. You can hear us on Breaker. You can hear us on uh, what you're listening to us and talking to us right now on Blog Talk Radio. You can hear us. You can see us on YouTube on the replay and live streaming right now. And you can hear us on SoundCloud. You can connect with me on Twitter at CrazyDDBD. And uh, again, on Instagram at Crazy D Film Dude, you can check out the Crazy D Film Dude yeah. channel yes. on IG. It's bananas and it's yes. going to town, right? It's got links so you can watch everything yeah. in full, yeah. right? So we we go through that real quick so that you can know that now, people. Okay. The the first discussion of the night, because like we said, okay. we have uh. We've been celebrating the strong black man archetype in uh, what I call soul 70s cinema, but what was coined black exploitation, right? Right. And don't forget that we are still talking about Knives Out and 21 21 Bridges, bridges, right? And we have the top five reasons why... Uh, Trump looks like he's going to be uh, re-elected, unfortunately, right? Okay, people. So, look. Fred Williamson is one of those actors, right, who brings the strong black male archetype to life, right? And he has never been out of the business since he came in the business coming from out of football. In 1968, he has not been out the business, right? And why has he not been out the business? Because he is non-flinching on the desire and the necessity for the black male character not to die in films, which makes Fred Williamson, or not be locked up or beat up by the white by the Caucasian lead character and then just demolished and destroyed and so they can get 20 30 more thousand views or whatever he's not about that right right so Fred Williamson came to prominence as a defensive uh back uh, playing for the Oakland Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs right yeah initially when he was in college he went to college on a football scholarship, but when he got there, he said, who wants to get buggered up 
uh, doing that, so he decided to run track. Okay. But then a guy came down to him and said, look, man, uh, we know that you're running track and everything, but you're a big guy and you can come help us, right? Mm -hmm. So he came, so he came and he was uh, at the Pittsburgh Steelers at first. Okay. And how he got the hammer was, he was offense, mm -hmm. but they switched him to defense and he really didn't want to play the defensive right. back because you know there was no glory right. in it and as you can see right. Fred Williamson is not a man right. that believes in being second fiddle to anyone which right. is a strong black image for young black males to look up to yeah. right so he became the hammer because he started knocking them out with the hammer right. and he said quit hammering my boys and that's yeah. how he oh, so became that's the hammer that's how he got the name the hammer right okay right so he is the epitome of the strong black archetype right. on and off screen, er, on and off screen, early career. He was on Ironside, The Outsider, Star Trek, the right. original uh, series, right. right? The Bold Ones, right. MASH, the original movie, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me that you love me, Junie uh, Moon. Mm -hmm. He plays the beach boy. Okay. Right, so that would be a character would usually be for a yeah. white character, but he came there and he talks about that. And you can research more about that. Then from 1969 to 1971, he mm -hmm. played Julia. He played Diane Carroll's character, Julia's okay. boyfriend, from 1969 to 1971. Okay. Right, yeah. because he walks into the office at the studio and he tells the studio exec he said you basically have Julia every episode she has a new boyfriend that right. is basically making her up oh that's right. right he said uh oh but right. I am qualified to I am he didn't say he was qualified he mm -hmm. said I'm able to do this because right. I'm good looking right she's good looking yeah. it's believable right. and so then they put him in and he became her boyfriend from yeah. 1969 to 1971 nice. now the movie now the movies are his legacy right okay. in 1972 okay. he came out in a movie that we we don't want to be dinged so we're gonna say the legend of N-I-G-G-E-R Charlie Okay. Right? 1972. Okay. Then he came out with The Hammer. Okay. Then he came out with Black Caesar, which that's what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. Black Caesar yeah. and uh, Hell Up in Harlem. But right. in between Black Caesar and Hell Up in Harlem, right. Soul of N-I-G-G-E-R Charlie, 1973. Okay. The Man, uh, uh, A Man Called Boat. 73, Hell of a Harlem, 73. Okay. In 20, now, now I'm skipping ahead because he has not been off the scene. He has been no. making movies from 19, he's been in the business yes. from 1968 all the way up to today. But I'm skipping yeah. some yeah. because it is a long, yeah. it is a long biography yeah. or, or, or should I say filmography of right. him. But in 2017, he was on Being Mary Jane. He reunited right. with his love interest yes. that was in uh yes. <laughs> that was uh, in uh hell of the harlem that's right yeah. what's her name that's yeah you're gonna find it and then <laughs> dust till dawn 1996 that is a film that really stands out to me dust till, till dawn oh, yeah, right also robert rodriguez director and writer yeah 
and he plays in that and he plays a strong character to the end and uh margaret avery that's right margaret avery right yes so she she's also you know you know her mostly from color purple yeah but she played the mom yeah in uh being mary being jane. mary jane right so look most people know Fred Williamson from two films, right? Right. You know, when you really stand out and when you really look at uh, what's going on, he, he stands out in a couple of films. Right. One of the films we have up here on our board, which is Black Caesar, and yes. then the follow-up that came up in 73, Hell Up in Harlem, yep. right? Yep. So look. Tommy Gibbs is okay. the character, yeah. right? Yeah. He was a person that was a black person that got ahead as a child yes. by working for the mob. Yeah. It's kind of like the way that they tell the story in Godfather of Harlem, okay. how uh, old boy was oh, yeah. okay. was working with the mob to yeah. get ahead, right? And everything right. was Bumpy not Johnson. Bumpy Johnson. Yeah. Everything was not necessarily. For the positive for blacks, but for him, yeah. for he and his family, right. it was uh, pretty good, right? So look, he comes up in the mob, or he comes up working for the mob, doing things like setting people up. He was a shoe shine boy yeah. in the first. That's how he made his money from being a shoe shine boy, right? right? So, what's funny about Black Caesar is he goes through all this and you find the treachery of other black people who are envious and jealous this right. is the, of his success. Yeah. So then he's set up and it appears it appears yeah. in uh, Black Caesar that he dies. But yeah. remember now, Fred Williamson yeah. is a person that doesn't believe in a, a strong black man Right archetype dying in a film. Right. He believes that the strong black male archetype right. is to kick butt. Right. Is to uh if there's a, a woman in the picture, he right. rides off into the sunset yes. in his El Dorado <laughs> with the woman in tow. You know, right. he rides off on his horse right. with the woman in tow. Off into the sunset, yeah. right? He gets the girl, he gets the victory, and he gets the riches, right? right? That is the strong black male archetype, right? Now, so he appears to kick the bucket, but in Hell Up in Harlem, yes. he takes it and he twists the story and he right. changes it up, and his father comes yeah. and saves him. Yeah, and he also becomes a great role model he for his son. Right. In the film. Right. right. And then there's double crossing again yeah. people who would be considered coons that yeah. sell out just for a position when they right. were in a position and they were going to get theirs but they yeah. sell out for a position to be with the yeah. Caucasians, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So Hell up in Harlem, right? Yeah. Now, there's another film that came out in 1975. This is where, this is uh, Fred Williamson's first 
production where he directed and produced the film. And it's called Boss N-I-G-G-A. That's right. And that's his first film. And at the same time, he moved over to um, Italy, okay. Rome, Italy. Yeah, he did. And he started his own uh, production company called Poor Poe Boy Productions. And he says that Poe Boy means don't ask me for no money because there ain't none. You're going to do the film when you ain't. <laughs> right, so that's funny. So Rome Italy, that was in the mid-70s. And mm-hmm. he has not been out of the business. He has yeah. been in the business for six to seven decades, from wow. 1968 to the present. And you yeah. know what he says he attributes that to? He tells a story in one of his interviews mm-hmm. about the show with William Shatner. Now, William okay. Shatner is only about so tall, oh, really? right? They make you him know, tall. Yeah, William okay. Shatner is only a short guy. Oh, okay. He says, look, it was kind of like how Bruce Lee said, it was no way mm-hmm. that Robin was going to beat Kato right. in a yeah. fight. Yeah. So, you're going to have to figure this out because I'm mm-hmm. not going to be defeated by Kato, by uh, Robin from Batman and Robin when they first get introduced to the Greek to the uh, Brown Hornet, okay. I mean, Green Hornet, and I'm not going. I'm Kato and I'm a kung fu expert. It's no way. Mm-hmm. It's no way. So they came to it would be a draw. Okay. Because he's like, there's no way. I, I'm, I'm fabulous. Right. You know that's what he said. So the same thing with with uh, Fred Williamson. He's like, how am I? I'm doing stuff. They they give me roles all the time. They want right. me to play second to a Caucasian star where they wanted him to come on the set of T.J. Hooker and be mm. the pimp or whatever. Oh. It was a pimp, drug-selling pimp, and mm. T.J. Hooker slams him to the car and cuffs him up. Now, Fred Williamson is a big guy, right? <laughs> William Shatner. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, even in Hell Up in Harlem, when they had the Japanese people there, you really saw what was going to really happen. But anyway, that's another story. You got to see the film. So, look, he says that uh, they wanted him to come in and say, he said, no, you don't seem to understand me. Mm -hmm. I don't lose. Now, if you want me to come in a role where I'm doing something, but I don't lose. I I don't play second fiddle Mm -hmm. to basically a Caucasian. I don't play second fiddle to a Caucasian actor, so that's not going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So they they were like, they got off the phone, then he said the reason why his longevity is long and other people like uh, Jim Brown, etc., that came from out of football, they went into movies. The reason why his longevity is long and it's spanned from six to seven decades now is because of the fact that they called him back. The producers called him back and they were so happy to tell him that they had got Jim Brown. And so Jim Brown, big guy too, gets cupped up by little William Shatner and taken away to jail playing the pimp drug dude, right? Mm-hmm. And he said the reason why people lose, he alludes to this, and this is what I'm saying, the why people lose their popularity is they play or, or, or lose their popularity within the black community is they play roles just to do a role right. where they're going to lose and black people don't want to see black people lose Right? right, and so that's why he he his career has never stopped. Right. He uh, he doesn't die in his films. Okay. He gets the girl at the end, and he right. rides off into the sunset. You know, it's funny when you gave an example of what Bruce Lee said and what Fred Williamson 
say it because their point of views are similar. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was looking up their birthdays. Oh, and what? They're both water signs. Okay, what what are they? Because Bruce Lee, actually, his birthday is coming up, which is the twenty seventh of November. Uh huh. Um, but Bruce Lee is a Scorpio, and okay. Fred Williamson is a Pisces. So they're both oh, water signs. So okay. it's funny. Yeah. So that's that's interesting, yeah. right? So right. you see that? Do you see yeah. that, people? Yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> people have integrity, and they said, "Hey, look, man, there's no way that this guy would be able to beat me." And so, <laughs> it's no way, right. right? Right. So people, we just started the um, watch party too, right? right. So, um, you'll be notified once we we just started the watch party because we're on live on Facebook and YouTube. But we, we started the watch party so you can send comments in, and we'll comment back to you if you do if you do so wish to do so. <laughs> but if not, you'll see us on the hear us on the replay. Okay, people. So right. Black Caesar and Hell Up in Harlem. Yeah. And all of Fred Williamson's great uh, films, classics. Right? But we're, we're talking about these two, so yeah. they're paired together. Right. Black Caesar has the full soundtrack yeah. produced by James Brown. Right. Hell up in Harlem is Edwin Starr. Okay. Right. Soundtrack wise, okay. James Brown because yeah. James Brown's sound yeah. was not the standard 70s sound. Right. He was branching and coming into the funk, right? right? And then Edwin Starr's sound is right. some of the songs don't quite stand the test because that right. it's just that 70s. James Brown was like uh paid the cost to be the so automatically those they they stand the test right right so those those uh songs stand the test just with a bundle of soul just a bundle of soul just soulful right yeah that's that's a good you just coined a new phrase we don't want nobody taking that a bundle of soul he is. James Brown is just just soulful. Right. Right. So look, people. What's going on to Patrice? I see that she's watching. Hey Patrice. Right, right, right. We want to say what's going on to her. Right? Yeah. And um let's see. So people. Okay. That is another celebration of a strong black male archetype and that's within black exploitation right yeah. and, and watch the previous episode to learn how the term black exploitation came about yeah. right yeah. and how it was unfairly given to something that should have been considered uh, great cinema right yeah all because of what politics all because of politics and somehow Cicely Tyson was involved and it, it, it's just really crazy and it gets to you say Cicely Tyson and was it the NAACP yeah yeah NAACP and yeah. you know it's just really uh something else to really look at and say wow this is crazy uh what happened okay people so moving right along our first review of the night no you know what I'm not going there first I'm, I'm going to switch this around because we need to talk about this real quick. This is very important because this is 
being a very detriment it's, it's going to be very detrimental and so we have to sit up and talk about this next the top five reasons why right here people the top five reasons why uh trump is re-elected right yes. we have to go here next um the top five reasons why trump is re-elected let me get to my page right mm -hmm. top five reasons you find it look Trump has been in there, and anyone who's been following the news, you're like, what are you doing, Democrats? What are you doing? All right. The Democrats have taken, have mm -hmm. underestimated Donald Trump. Yeah. And I said when he first got in, he's going to be fighting, and he continues to fight mm -hmm. for his name. Yeah. And people who don't uh, fight for their name, yeah. they don't know what that's about. Your name is platinum and gold, and you can work through things and rebuild your name. But if your name is totally just destroyed, then it's nothing, right? right. So the top five reasons why Trump is most likely reelected. Mm -hmm. Number five, poor decisions by the Dems. Mm -hmm. Is Hillary's fault. Have you seen 11-9? That was uh, Michael Moore's film. Yeah. Where it talked about that the numbers were switched. Oh. In the delicate, the delicate numbers were switched. Okay. Bernie actually had winning numbers. Okay. But they switched it okay. because they thought that Hillary, it was Hillary's time. Okay. And they switched it. And, you know, Bernie, I guess he's a good soldier. He went away with it, went along with it. But he won't go along with it this time. Now, so it is Hillary's yeah. fault. No doubt about it. It's Hillary's fault. She thought that she could do it, but she was hardly campaigning. And he out-hustled her. She was hustling. She was hustling. And he was, he had hustle. Yeah. And, and so it's. H-U-S-S-L-I-N-G what she was doing. He was at Hustle. H-U-S-T-L-E. Okay. Right? Okay. So it's number five. Totally wrong. Okay. Bernie had the same message, just bringing it different. Right. He was there and they didn't and they don't want a so-called quote-unquote socialist, but Social Security is socialist. But anyway, number five. Poor decisions by the Dems is Hillary's fault. Number four. The Dems don't have a message other than fear. Okay. How are you going to just have a message in fear, right? A message in fear. See, fight or flight yeah. comes from off of the same emotion called fear, right? right? So either you stand in and fight for it or you're going to retreat, right? Right. So when you know that fight or flight, when you're fighting and you're brave, they call you brave because you stand in a fight, but it comes off of a fear. Running and being a coward also comes from off of the emotion fear. So either you stand in or you retreat and you're judged by either one of those, but it's all fear. So their message, the Dems don't have a message other than fear. Which leads me to say, I just got to see. I got to see. I got to see it play out. If 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 if, if you don't have any other message other than fear, mm -hmm. 
and you don't you can't give us anything else but fear then you really don't want people's vote because you got to come up with something else number three Trump appears to be smarter than the Dems and the media who rely on bad jokes and the polls to determine Trump's popularity right now if I remember, they were ridiculing him ever since he had come down the elevator uh, escalator. Right. And they used polls last time saying okay. the polls are dropping on Trump's. Trump is not going to win. And what happened? Trump won. Right. right? And people interfering with the elections. Now, they have never said okay. that the Russians were able to switch votes. They never said that. Okay. So that means that the Russians didn't switch votes, right? Okay. So that means, because they never said that, mm-hmm. because it would be major alarm, right? right? If that's what happened, they should have said it, but they didn't say it. So that okay. meant that they said the bots influenced what the people okay. are doing. And that's been debunked because it was saying the ADOS were bots. Mm-hmm. And then that's been debunked. Right. And so... People just didn't like her. Right. That's right. all. And that's what it was. And they voted him in because he had more charismatic charisma. Right. Right? Okay. He knew how to get into the mud. And right. people like to get into the mud sometimes. We just saw that on one of them housewife shows. Oh. Yeah. Where they like to get in the mud. But anyway, okay. Number two. He's talking to black immigrants. Right. Right, first and second generation black immigrants that have come to this country indirectly talking to and speaking to black Americans, ADOS, and uh, FBA. Right, right. Right. Now, what those initials stand for? Well, you know, uh, so ADOS is American Descendants of Slavery and and F. Uh, foundational the, the black, black Americans, Americans, right? So right. he is bringing them to the White House, okay, and indirectly speaking to black Americans about them building the country. The Dems have never said that. Right. He is peeling votes. He he talks right. to the Jewish community and says right. the Dems don't like you because such such a. He's right. peeling votes. Right. He talks to the Asians. He's peeling votes. He talks right. to the Latinos and the Latinas who don't necessarily like the people who come across the border because he realizes that different different groups of Hispanics are different than others and they don't like each other. He's peeling votes, right? The Democrats are saying that everybody is all the same. It's one homogenized clump of spam and that's how I knew everybody don't like spam. Number one, Number one, if the House Dems don't get him with impeachment and prosecution in the Senate, which means that they can impeach him in the House, but the Senate is controlled by Republicans, and if the Republicans, if the Dems can't put enough pressure on the Republicans to uh, uh, push for them to... Uh, prosecute him he's still in there Uh, he will win because he's given the republicans what they want 
They have always wanted the policies that he has put in place. And that's why I believe that the Senate under Mitch McConnell will not vote for impeachment. Because it's a two-step process, people. One, that's why Bill Clinton was impeached, but he was still president because they did not convict him in the Senate and uh, Trent Lott had to fall back because when you make a move on a political figure in in Washington politics, just the way politics go, Mm -hmm. then you have to fall back. So let's say this is where I see it. If Nancy Pelosi, they made this move, if they move to impeach him in the House and some Democrats peel off and vote nay, she has to fall back. Because it it won't be successful. Mm -hmm. She may still have to fall back if they can't convince the Senate Republicans to to convict him. So it's indictment and conviction. Impeachment is indictment. Conviction is conviction. Right. Right. So those are the top five reasons why Donald Trump most likely, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. will be reelected. Along with his supporters. And, they're yeah. gonna push him and put him back in. They're gonna put him back in because right. they 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 they're talking about the polls, but whenever the the they reporters go to the ground, polls. the people say they've been trying to get him since he came down to escalate. They 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 got the talking points in their head. Right. right. Okay, people. So now, so that was the top reasons for that as we move right along. And right? then speaking of ADOS, they were also part of the Comcast anti Comcast. Right. That's right. They, they, were, they were out there marching. Right. And, and and that's what we were talking about earlier. We kind of yeah. touched on it. Yeah. Now, there were some people out there before we get on to Knives Out. Okay. There were some people out there that were um, protesting, talking about Comcast. Keep, uh, keep stars okay. on your line okay. for power. Right. Now, so common sense tells me, just looking at it in the political framework, that numbers are numbers, right? Right. Ignorance is ignorance. Numbers are numbers, right? right? Who says that someone who was intricately involved in power didn't send those people out there to stand alongside ADOS to protest. The ADOS people started getting up there talking about this is not about power. This is not not about about power. This is not about that. But you know, so they they were trying to tell them it's not about that and they were looking dumbfounded because it's about the number of people who are standing with you. That's one thing that because White this folks. Is what power and numbers. Powers and no, power and numbers. Power and numbers. That's right. It's one thing that the Caucasians know. Like the ones, if they're going to be split, they'll be against and against. Right. But if if it's two sets of people coming for a different reason, but going against the same person, for example, the Trump. enemy. You know, right. Trump is anti what? Uh, uh, MSNBC. That's right. But he came together with. Uh, NBC and SNBC, they're all ones, you know. Uh, so he came together who normally he would say that they are his basically like his em- enemies. He's constant, constantly going at it with MSNBC, right. but he came together with them with Comcast and MSNBC right. to go against Byron Allen and the civil rights bill. That's so right. they came together as because one because Comcast owns right. NBC. 
Right. You see what I'm saying? So, so that's what the okay, together no. is one. The enemy right. of my enemy right. is my friend. Right. And that's exactly what they did. But these people were sitting up here not following simple right. code. Right. It's just simple code. It's just thinking. It's just thinking. <laughs> so thinking, they just, think. Because people get into, well, I don't like the show because it shows <laughs> this and it shows that. It. It doesn't have anything you to do numbers. with it. of beans. It is numbers, people. Right. And, and the see that I say, and the commonality it? is they're coming together against who? Against commerce. <laughs> That's Bingo. right. So, so it's not about who can a sword, a sword fighting and doing all that. Right. It's not about that, right? It's, it's, it's really ridiculous that they would have done that right. when the enemy of my enemy is right. my friend. Right. Now, you can all wait until later you know, to figure out your differences, but right. the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? right? Knives out. Alright, people. So, we touched base with that. Now, knives out. Let's go through the cast first real quick of knives okay. out before we get into talking about the story because we still have 21 bridges to talk about people okay. and you have to stay tuned for that yes. because that I'm telling okay. you okay so, so uh, Knives Out. Out cast Chris Evans Catherine Langfield Anna de Armas uh, Daniel Craig Jaden Liberher Lakeith Stanfield um, Tony Collette what's going on Neo Soldier what's going on hello we're talking about Knives Out. You got to stay with yeah. us because we're talking about 21 Bridges afterwards. Yes. You got to stay tuned to for that. that. Yes, you um, do. Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Christopher Plummer, and Edie Patterson. Um, they had a pretty a huge cast in Knives Out. Now, so so let's open with, you've seen the trailer, so what we're going to tell you, because we're not going to give you any spoilers, but we're going to set the film up, right? Because you have to, well, we'll tell you in a second. Okay, so Knives Out, we, we talked about film grammar, right? Okay. Very important. So film grammar, again, is images, telling a story. Because remember, film started out silent. There was no soundtrack, recorded vocal track to it. It was silent. So it was actors acting big and using images to tell a story. Where you are, uh, opening skyline. Oh, that's that city. Boo, boo, boo. Right? So Knives Out opens with images to tell you who the person we're about to see is or was in his life, yeah. right? Because you know that this is a who done it, so right. that that's no we're not we're not uh, messing that up because you know it's a who done it. Right. So it opens up showing you, and it is beautiful as it moves through the house, yeah. and it tells you so you know that yeah. this world is taking place yeah. at this house, yeah. right? So. It, it, it shows you, the images show you who he is. Uh, they show you the knives, of course. They show you the books that he's written. They right. show you the memorabilia that he's yeah. uh, collected over the yeah. years. And it yeah. leads into the maid making coffee. Yeah. And she walks up the steps and she opens the door. Yeah. And there he is, yes. dead. And it, that kicks off the movie. Yes. That is the initiating event yes. that kicks everything off, yeah. right? Beautifully done. The cinematography. Right? Yeah. 
unlike any other who done it right. you've ever seen. Right. A major story beat. Yeah. What's going on to Jamaica Wisdom? I see you just chimed in. Uh, a major story beat yeah. is exposed early, yeah. right, and knives out right. to the audience, which changes what to expect right. out of this who done it. Yes. Right. Out of knives out, right? Yeah. So it there's so many twists. Yeah. In this picture that, you know, usually a whodunit opens up and show again and show you where it's going to take place. Like uh, if it takes place on the train, it shows the people getting on the train right. and the train pulls off. Something happens. There's the dead body. Right. Boom. You know, it's going to happen on the train. Right? right. And then from there, the audience is blind to it and it, uh, blind to who did it. And yeah. then thus everyone the audience and the characters are trying to figure out who did it super sleuths trying to figure out who did it yeah. this is not that type no, of who done it movie it's not it is not no. and that right there twist you up in the very beginning yes. because they let the audience in, in yes. on one of the characters yeah right yeah. And then you're sitting there in the movie and it really becomes a mystery because you're like, yo, <laughs> yeah. if we know this, right, then this is easy to figure out. But it's so many twists and turns yeah, in it, there are uh, how it came about, how his death came about, right. that you will be engrossed in this film and yeah. it comes out next week because yeah. we're reviewing it early yes. and it comes out next week during Thanksgiving right yes. beautifully written <laughs> beautifully written and you yeah. get to go see this film I'm telling you it yeah. is well worth yes your, because we hear yes. we review right. so that you can save your revenue right, right? but this is something that you can take the uh, 15 and up I'll yeah. say because yeah. kids younger might not be interested right but 15 and up, yeah. it moves, yeah, man. Yeah. From the very beginning, it opens up. And the twi the first twist comes early when they let the audience in on something. Yeah. And, and it's like, what? <laughs> uh, Jamika said, hey, y'all. Hey, Jamika. Uh, Karita is also watching it. They're having a conversation. What's up to all y'all? Thanks all for y'all. Thanks for you chiming in. Yes. Now, let's continue with Knives Out. Yes. Like so, Stanfield. Like, yeah, he yeah. kills it. Yeah. Did you hear about the song that he oh, has? Oh, my God. Okay. Lakeith Stansfield oh, had God. a statement last week where he was talking about, uh, <laughs> he was talking about different, uh, like Vlad, Vlad right. and other places and he mentioned the Breakfast Club said they didn't have the best interest of black people and right. art that they just do what they do to make the, the buck right so Charlemagne came back with a blistering response right. you know because right. uh, Envy had sent him what he had said so he came back with a blistering response where he was showing uh, Lakeith acting kind of strange and uh, licking his feet in front of uh, uh, white interviewers and stuff. So he really gave a blistering attack. He said, well, would you, uh, every time something happens and you come out of a movie, you do something strange, this degrading in front of mm -hmm. Caucasian people, would you please stop doing it, right? 
So, <laughs> Lakeith stands. I mean, Keith. Lakeith comes with a record, people, and he sponsored it on uh, Instagram. On Instagram, and it's a it's a face of Charlemagne smiling, but he's got the big red lips, and and it's like a minstrel show. And the verse, and I listened to it, and I, had, I listened to it on my phone. Then I listened to it again on through the speakers of the system, and I'm like, he's talking about, hmm. Well, you just listen to it, but I mean, it's like, it's like he comes back with this situation. It's just strange, right? Like when you come in love once. Okay, like when you come in love once. Okay, so people, um, I'm trying to read the conversation and, and man, I didn't understand that. So we're going to keep going, but look. Okay. So he goes at Charlemagne. So he goes at Charlemagne. But anyway. But the film is great. But his, <laughs> but his part in this picture is very pivotal because is. he is the lead Detective, yes, and then there's an investigator, right? That's hired, which is James Bond, right? Which yeah. is what's his, what his name, yeah, right. played by, uh, yeah, him, yeah, him, you know, right? So, Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig, that's right. So, see, they're this great, film. they are they're great together because we're not going to give it away, but Daniel Craig, this character is unlike. Any super sleuth, any that you've seen him play, yeah, <laughs> right, that's right. It's so, way different, it's way different, way different. So, right. I mean, it's just like the acting is superb, the cinematography is beautiful, yes. Um, you know, just the uh, everything you know, the from the home, from the right. outside of the home, the city, right? Um, they, there's this chase that they go on, I yes. Mean, so, we don't want to give anything away, but yes. it was just like well done, well done, and so it's just like the this the ensemble cast, right? That's right, the way everyone they play off of each other, that's right. I mean, it's just well written, well written, it's great, it's hilarious, it's hilarious. It's, it's, they did an excellent job. They it's, did. They it was did. well worth the wait. Because well, they've been advertising this, this film for a while. It, it had to be about six months. It had to be. I mean, it, it, we were seeing. I said, I'd be yeah. glad when this came out. Yeah. But we are reviewing it early so that you can go out next week yes. and see this film. Now, people, another film as we continue on, which I, I don't know why I don't have the... Uh, when you were given the opportunity to review something early, right, take advantage, take of, advantage it. of it, right? <laughs> and I'm glad that you know we were uh, extended the opportunity to view this before the film comes out on Thanksgiving. That's right. But it was it's a great film and it's well worth the wait. Right, well worth the wait. Okay, people, I do not have, unfortunately, I do not have that in. So we're gonna have to just go here to our main advertiser. But people, twenty. One yes. bridges. Oh my God! Twenty-one bridges, right? Twenty-one bridges is a film that people you have to see. I mean, this movie. You talking we about are not going to wait. I'm telling you, we 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 went on, but we didn't go back and say what the rating was. Oh well, knives on is a knives 10. out. Knives out is a ten. People, 10. cinematography, acting, right. all that ten. So now, twenty-one bridges, yes. people. 
Let's go through the cast real quick. Okay, of course, starring Chadwick Boseman, mm -hmm. uh, Taylor Kitsch, Sienna Miller, J.K. Simmons, Stephen James, um, Keith David, Jamie Newman, Gary Carr. Um, it was nice to see Gary Carr because we didn't Gary know he was going to be in the film from if the you movie Bolden. Seen Bolden. Right. You have to go. You have to yeah. rent that film. It's right. up on Amazon. All that. You have to see Bolden. Yeah. He's also the, in Deuces, right? Yeah, the, the Deuces, the Deuce, the Deuce, the, Deuce. the creator of jazz, Bolden. Right. right? right. But look, um, and Morocco, Omari. I mean, the huge cast, great cast. So first of all, this is not a diverse cast. It is right. a multicultural cast. Right. We have to tell you that from the front. It is a multicultural cast right. led by none other than Mr. Bozeman. Chadwick Bozeman is the lead. Black Panther is the yes. lead, but throw Black Panther to the side. Yes. We'll see him in 2022. Right. But this right here is acting. Is Acting, yes, it is acting. Great acting because he his character. I mean, it's totally unlike any of his other characters. Like his uh, voice, his voice, uh, body movement, he everything is just totally he picked different. Up that New York, he picked yeah, up he that did. New York, and he delivers he it right. His opposite is working yeah. alongside of him. Yeah. She's actually from England, right? And I have to give credit where credit is due because though we have. As she's a people, oh, she, I thought she she's had an English cockney, but whatever she is, she's not from see. America, and she's right. not from Brooklyn. Right? Oh, you're right, Sienna Miller. You're right. She is British American. I do. You're right, but you know anyway. because she's really close to uh, Nicole Kidman, I just assume she was like. Okay, what's going on? What's going on to Michael Elliott? I saw he joined in. Hey, um. So. 21 Bridges, right? His opposite, like I said, she is from England, but you couldn't tell. And so that shows you the difference between people having gone through the rigors and having gone through the the uh, necessary training to have the chops to yeah. deliver like in uh, Black and Blue. Yeah. Oh, girl. She, yeah, Naomi she, Harris. She she plays that part, and you yeah. don't notice she's not from New, New Orleans, Orleans, right? Yeah. New Orleans, right? Yeah. So it's like you see the people, and you can see why, right. even more, why the performance on that movie about a great American hero, Harriet Tubman, that performance was lacking and the woman was not ready for the role because she just didn't have those chops, right? It's about chops. Besides everything else, her calling a kata or agreeing with a kata, all, besides all that, the chops just weren't there. Right. Okay. 21 Bridges. But in 21 Bridges, everyone came with their A game. Yeah. And Stephen James. Listen, it is yeah. Stephen James, right? Yeah. And we're going to really break this film down. One of the best cop crime drama action ever seen in a long time. Yeah, this right? is a classic. This is up there with those New York films, with the Robert De Niro films, the Al Pacino, the Dirty the, Harry, the Scorsese films. Like this film is going to be definitely played on a Turner Movie Classics fast forward years later. You know, years later. What's this going on to Aaron? I see he just chimed in. Aaron, this film is definitely 
gonna be a classic. It's gonna be a classic. Beautifully but, done. But besides that, it has that fast done. action pace from beginning, like a Dirty Harry film, yeah, right? It and kicks this, off. This is what you what you think of. We're gonna get to the plot for a minute, but we gotta get yeah. through. We have Chadwick Boseman yeah. as the character that is yeah. mostly for portrayed by a white lead yes but here comes this man and right. he's bringing a different dynamic right this movie is very okay we'll get to it into a minute okay so let's talk about the plot because okay. this film i'm going to say it right now this film is very codified yes it is a codified film people yes. the the interaction between the Criminal yeah. and Chadwick Boseman's character yeah. um, is well placed. It is well done, but it is a codified film. So the the film opens up. You've seen the trailer, so right. this is not a spoiler to you because you do have to go out and see this film. Yeah, you tell you right. It opens up and the car pulls up. It shows you the skyline. It shows yeah. you the city. It shows you where it's established at, right? Where it's going to be taking place, yeah. right? It's taking place in New York City, right? Yeah. And so then it, it shows you that. Then it shows you an alleyway. It shows you a running car. Mm -hmm. Then it goes inside the car and it introduces you to the two, uh, I guess you could call them antagonists, pro and antagonists, because you, you, you feel for them as characters yeah they the way it's built they're protagonists and antagonists to chat with Bowman Bowman yeah right in the story right, right. they're they're antagonists but yet at the same time they're protagonists so right. now you're introduced to them they're talking they're setting up they put the mask on they enter the place they talk to the guy. They find out that this is something more than what they thought. And you saw that in the trailer. And then you know what happens. That the cops are dead. And then the movie kicks off. And I mean, it starts with action. And I mean, they have high velocity firing automatic weapons going up against the police's 17 shooters. Okay? Right? 21 Bridge. Yeah, we're going to just put this right up there to the... Well, yeah, it's good. Yeah, you know, it there we go. Right here. See this? 21 Bridges. That's what we're talking about right now. 21 Bridges, right? I'm glad that you pulled it out and thought about that. we put it up yesterday. Yeah, we put it up yesterday. That's right. To let people know that we were going to be reviewing it today. So look. The action in this, it, it kicks off right in the beginning. It yeah. kicks off. Yeah. And it's no it's no turning back after that. Yeah. And you feel for those antagonists, protagonists, right. because there's no turning back because they didn't expect cops, yeah. police right. to be at this this restaurant after hours, right? Right. So from then on, it's one action-packed piece, and then yeah. you're introduced. Uh, you're introduced to uh, chat uh, with Bozeman simultaneously. Right. It, it starts out with him first, and you're yeah. seeing them there. They're doing the situation. Yeah, he plays and he, Andre Davis. And he plays Andre Davis, who is in front of a review board. Right. You know, because they're trying to ask him how he's had so many, how, so many kills. 
being a police officer, right? right? So this is kind of like a dirty, hairy thing, right. you know, the cop against the the ICS or whatever they call them people, whatever that is called. But it's a review board, right. and they're trying to see if they're going to take his badge. Right. But what they, what he tells them is, it's never been something where I shot first, right? And so they had to release him, right? Kick him, right? right. So this happens, and then you you're introduced. You're introduced to his home life. So you right. figure out who he is totally as a character, as a police officer yeah. and as a man, as a son. A man, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And I, I, I want y'all to see the beginning because I'm taking it out of order purposely because there is an opening shot yeah. to this that has to do Amazing. in a flashback yeah. that opens up the film. We want you to go see it because yeah. it is phenomenal the way they did yeah. it right and, yeah. and so i'm not going to tell you about that right, right. but so you, you you see him as a a whole family man person and then this happens and then he arrives and then cuts to the chase and he said right. we get the right guy you saw that we've right. got the right man right and he goes out to find the people who kill right uh who uh murdered the cops right mm -hmm. And within finding out who murders the cop, he the cops, he discovers something. Yes. And the movie twists in a whole nother direction. Yeah. And it's two storylines converging yeah. at one this conversion in converting and converging into one. Yeah. And you will enjoy yeah. this film. No yeah, you will. doubt. I mean this is 21 like the best. I mean, this film is great. I can't even think of any. I mean, black, black and blue was good. Black and blue was good. This no, no. What, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, the voices that are coming out and telling yeah. stories, right? Right. Where you have black leads in, right? In, in these films, right? You know, because we grew up liking cops and robbers, and right. we, we like watching uh, cowboys and Indians, right? right? right. We, we we like that. So right. when you put our, right. because again, everyone knows this, and for right. people who don't, don't take offense for those who don't know this, but right. black culture is American culture, right? Yeah. Right? right? All of the music that is right. made it came from black people and. Right. And the music that is made that you will see um, promoted on the American Music Awards right. with having black people just to be there to make people right. watch, but they won't get awards. Right. All of that is emulation of black culture. Right. The way we walk, the way we talk, the way we dress, the right. way we relate to our movement, right. our rhythms from the Negro spiritual uh, from from the wailing on the plantations to the Negro spiritual yeah. to the blues right. to the gospel to right. the soul right. to the R and B to the funk right. to the jazz everything, everything. Can, to the you, pop. Can I just say because we were watching um, a interview Who was it the uh, Breakfast Club and they had this um, a social media well. Uh, a reporter, right? She was from South Africa. I can't think of her name. Okay, right. I know okay. what you're talking about. And then, so, uh, Charlotte. they were talking, yeah, they were talking about culture. And then, I think, what did she say? Something about, it came up about uh, black Americans. And so, I think there's confusion because 
you know, um, I think she said something about uh, um, black people are ex, you know, they want to find out about themselves so they can have like culture. So they, when they go to like the continent, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and they visit different countries and, you know, Africa and people are longing to find out more about themselves so they can have a culture or something she was saying. And then I was just thinking that I think people don't realize even um, black Americans some do because mm -hmm. I've heard some say it, but others like we have a culture, people. Black Americans, we have a culture, we right? Have a culture. Which influences the entire, not the world, the entire world. That's right. right? Mm -hmm. So, but see, the definition of culture, right? Customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, and other social group, right? So, just what you described, right? So from the, what you said, music, to the food, to the dances, to the clothing, to just how we were just like raised. And then we can talk about like the family gatherings and reunions and just, just, you know, the back and forth banner and the just church, the, the church, just everything, the clothing, the, just the, the way we the get to, the way we get together. I mean, just in the church, the church is different. The hymn, the hymns are different. Right. Right. The, the way we get together during the holidays the is different. Right. Our language. Right. The language of uh, all Sha of the songs. Shani so said, we have culture Charlotte that influences and reflects in, in, reflects in over, over the entire world. But go ahead. Uh, Sh Shani said, Charlatan was a hit dog that barked. Oh. Uh, uh, Shani said, such a good movie. Everyone should go see it. Suspenseful twist and action packed. That's right, Shani. Oh, uh, it is yeah. uh, action packed. So right? Shani also chime in about the culture. So black people, black yeah, America, yeah, you know, we have a, a culture of you know our own. We have a culture. It's, it's like it's like here in Vegas, right? People people say Vegas doesn't have a culture. I see the culture clearly, right. and one of the things is that the culture in Las Vegas is. That they're not going to take people being disrespectful towards them. That's that's one big that's one thing about culture right there. Right. The way that people dress, the way okay. that people talk, the way that they socialize right. with one another, the way that they get out there and rock. Right. It's just the rhythm of the city. I'm talking about the real city, not right. the strip. Right. Not the visitor place, but the real city. Right. The real culture. Right. Right? Right. Which which lies with the ADOS, the Foundational Black Americans, right. the Black people, right here right. in Las Vegas, right. where they, where the main hub is, right. is where the culture is, and right. that's where all the immigrants, right. Black immigrants, come to hang. Also, okay. to pick up okay. the culture right. where they're accepted. Right. Because outside of it, right. well, that's another story for yeah. another time. But, but yeah, but black Americans, we have a culture. That we have a culture. That has and influenced so, the entire world. It, it, influences it has the, changed the world. It, it has changed the world, influenced the entire world. We could just take James Brown. Right. Right. All over the world. Right. They break. To right. his breaks, they break dance to his breaks. They right. do graffiti to his right. breaks. They rap to his breaks. Right, all over the world. Inventors, I mean, come on, we wouldn't have air conditioning or refrigerators or, or the toner arm apparatus, I mean, the the, the pen apparatus, right. so, the ironing board. 
<laughs> the tone I already said tone. Right. So many different things. I mean, so, so it, it, it's dances, dances, foods. Right. So did you see the meme with the with the Caucasian woman that was battering the chicken with white flour? I might add, everybody right. uses brown flour today, but right. white flour, and she sprinkled a little salt to season the chicken. Oh, no. So that's how you know yeah. whose whose culture yeah. is really Seasoning. moving this, yeah. right? So this film also, Twenty One Bridges, is very codified. I need you to bring back the cast listing because okay. uh, Chad Chadwick and the uh, Stephen James Stephen James, right? Yeah, they are very codified Stephon in this film. Stefan James, right? They are very codified in this film. This film is a very codified film. And for those who know what I'm talking about, codified means that he just, well, we can't give it away. You just no, have we to can't. Go see so you it. have to go see it. But they are. And that, and that brings back, that made me think of culture, black culture. We right. have a language and the thing of That's our right. own. There was a communication. Right. Between the two, yes. that you couldn't get if that if that if Chadwick Boseman's character had been a Caucasian playing that role, it would not have come across the same. Right. And it was it was very codified, and he thought twice. It's powerful. And that's what right. I say, yeah. right? right? So, yeah. cinematography, beautiful. It was amazing. I'm telling you, there's an opening scene. The, the opening scene is a flashback. Right. Right? right. The, then it flashes forward right. to modern day. Well, modern day a few years back. Right. But anyway, it, let's just say it flashes to modern day. Right. But there's an opening scene right. that is in flashback that is just incredible. The way that they set it up. Right. And that right there that automatically makes it I haven't 10. seen that any in any film what they deal with the camera yeah, yeah. the use of the mm -hmm. city as a as an element as right. a character in this piece right well I could see how they right. how they wrote it out in the script how they wrote out the yeah. alleyways and yeah. the rain and the yeah beautifully yeah. done yeah. the interaction of introducing him to who would be his his sidekick right be his person that was rolling with him throughout this whole thing yeah. the introduction and you've seen that in the preview so that's right. not a stretch right. where you say I got to know you have my back and all that all that dialogue yeah. inner dialogue and how he's yeah. Figuring this out because it's a mystery happening within the Mist middle of this action. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it, I mean, this is like one of the best. Well, one of the best movies that I've seen in a while. But this is like one of the top. Could be the best New York film that I've seen. I mean, because it's just beautifully done, and it makes New York looks. Look really, 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 really nice. The cinematography, really good, really good. Right, right. Just well done. I mean, it's well done. The acting, Chadwick Boseman is a leading man, he I, is. And, and, and both of them on screen together. Yeah. Stephen and Chadwick yeah, on screen together. Is. They are equally delivering yeah. and working through those uh, using the facial expressions and. 
it's beautifully done. The body language, I mean, it's just beautifully done. And all the actors are on a certain level, except for one. There's an FBI agent there. He just looked out of place. Yeah, I don't even see him. Yeah, but he just looked out of place. He just looked like what you would call central cast because he was out acting I think but he wasn't the main character he wasn't the main character he was just somebody standing there. around he was just standing it was like it was a it was so. a hookup or somebody my my, <laughs> my brother wanted to be in yeah. a film and they just sat there but it doesn't mean that he won't be good but he just looked like central casting and that yeah. just that just uh wasn't good yeah but Stefan James he killed oh oh, oh uh, uh excellent job uh, Shanine said yes, and it's not predictable. Oh, she and saw it good. Yeah, she good. said those two delicious chocolate men. <laughs> All right, Shanine. <laughs> and then we know uh, Stefan James from uh, If Bill Street Could Talk. Yeah, that's right. So he starred in mm-hmm. that film as well as Homecoming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So shots fired. Yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, he's been Selma. making this round, but. Yeah. The, the acting was on. It wasn't like one person was out acting the other. So the, and that really helped with the codifying of the film. Yeah. That it was just not one of those yeah. regular films. Yeah. Like, do you feel lucky, punk? No, that was a ten. Let's see what else. So we've been through cinematography, right. use of the city, yeah. uh, the acting, costume and design, the costume and design, design ten, yeah. the use of the music. Nice. It was sparse, but it was there. The use of the city as the sounds yeah. of the city, beautifully done. Yeah. Foley that was the soundtrack, and, actually. Right. The sounds of the city. Mm-hmm. Sounds of yeah. the city and the uh, and the music that was used sparsely. That's right. a ten. Uh, all of its placing, of course, the large, the large sounds of the gunfire, yeah, and the action sequences, ten, the uh, car right. situations, ten, yeah, uh, everything, everything mm-hmm. in it, the intricate yeah. details of yeah. how you could tell that these people were. I can't say that. I don't want to take it away from me, right? We don't want to take it away. You have to see this film. This film is so good. I wasn't even pissed when I uh, dropped my phone and cracked my screen in the theater. Usually I would be pissed. But like after seeing this film, I was like, whatever. I'll get it repaired. Shanine said tens across (laughs) the board. Yeah, she's right. Like tens across the board. Like you really, really, really. So bring me the cover up one more time so I can put it up there so I can get a review. This would be like when we first started. We used to have to put the (laughs) cover up there for people to see. Bring the cover back. Just go to your home. Oh, here it is. Yeah, there we go. We're gonna put it back up here. So people, twenty-one bridges. Yes. Chadwick Boseman, leading man. Yep. That is 21 bridges, 10, 10, 10, mm. 10 across the board. I Make mean, sure that you see this film. Make sure that you see this he was film. Like kicking ass in that film. He I was. Mean, he was just. I mean, he was oh, like the, the best detective I've ever the seen. The ending, <laughs> the conclusion. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, we not can't give that away. You we can't to give see it away. The conclusion. That's right. I mean, see, that's one of the reasons why I really, really love him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Because if you go see a Chadwick Boseman film, mm-hmm. you won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. Right? Because every film that we've seen him in, he's done a great job. Mm-hmm. You know, so he really takes his time in selecting his scripts. He does. So, I mean, because everything he do, 
is believable, right? So he's a great actor, and his voice is different. And his film, his whole demeanor, his just he just physically. I mean, he changes. You can see that. You can see that training there. Yeah, right? yeah, he's he's a and he's totally actor. believable. Extremely and he, believable. He's not typecast as Panther. No, he's not. That's right. You don't even see him as. You don't even see him as Panther. You right. see him as this character, Detective right? Andre. Right. Yeah. So that's a ten, people. Yeah. The uh, Twenty One Bridges is a ten. Yeah. Can you believe that this time has moved this fast? Gosh. Right. We like to thank Alicia. Yes. Uh, no, Alicia. Uh, Alicia, right? For calling in, she's a new up-and-coming R&B artist. Make yes. sure that you get her single. Nobody else right. available on all platforms, right? Make right. sure you go back and watch this. If you missed any of it, this right. has been a robust show. Yes. Also, we want to uh, shout out to and say thanks to Fred Williamson for yes. bringing a strong yes. black man archetype on screen and. If it wasn't for him, then we probably wouldn't see Chadwick Boseman right. in this film. Who which is also is a producer. Right. And, and he is a strong black right. man right. archetype on screen. Yes. Right? Yep. So we move from sticking it to the man yep. to being the man. Right. And... Making sure that true justice comes true. Isn't that something as we move along? And then we also want to say, don't forget about Knives Out. It yeah. comes out next week. Yep. We reviewed it early. We had the opportunity to see it early. We yep. reviewed it. Make sure you go out to the your Cinematheque yep. and see this film. Yep. And make sure that you go see 21 Bridges. Yes. Make it uh, 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 yeah. because I think kids get out on Thanksgiving or whatever. You can't yeah. take them to see this film. No, you can't. No, you can't 21 Bridges. You can't yeah. take them to see this film. Yeah. But you can have a date night, right? Two nights in a row, right? And and see both of these films. See right. 21 Bridges right. and Knives Out. Right. Both of them are good. Yeah. We want to thank our uh, person, our uh, viewer who asked us to review. Yeah, uh, I got the hook up too. Yes. And we we brought it and we told you what it was really like. Right. And um, what else is there? Anything else before we close? Look, I already said Lordland Theater. Uh, 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 uh. Oh yeah. I will say this, and we will close with this right here. Don't forget, people. In about an hour's time, right. you will be able to see. I mean, you will be able to hear. Yeah. The replay right. of. The film review on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Podcast Addict, uh, Breaker. Uh, uh, of course, you can hear it right now on Blog Talk right now. Uh, you, you can see us on YouTube right now because we are simulcasting on YouTube and Facebook at the same time. That's what simulcasting is. And then you can uh, hear us on uh, SoundCloud. And you can uh, follow and friend the uh, Crazy D DVD on uh, Twitter and the Crazy D Film Dude on Instagram. And then what's your Instagram? Uh, movie, movie for girl, Life Girl. Movie Girl for Life. Is that what it is? Check it out. And <laughs> say it real quick so we can close out. <laughs> Let's see what Shani said before we 
close out here. Shanine is our road dog, right? And those two delicious by men, Tim Brother on Deep Ending, Love Fred Williamson, Love and the Black Hand. That's right, the Black Hand. Yep. Movie, Movie for Life. Life Girl. Make sure that you uh, follow Movie for Life Girl on right. Instagram also, people. Yeah. So, people. And But first of all, let's just say that it has been great to be able to see two films that were excellent films back to back. I mean, you know, that well, was... Well, we've been seeing good films. No, but I'm talking right. about like the knives out and to see the in the 21 bridges mm -hmm. because sometimes like we'll like if we review two films maybe one will be really good and one will be like mm, you know right and um but those two films they came in strong but that 21 bridges i mean really you want to go to the theater to definitely see it you don't want to wait for it to be on uh right. You have to see it in this video or you have to hear it in this full capacity with yes. the with the automatic weapons I mean, blazing and, right. and and he's a producer on the film. Right. No wonder it is codified. Yeah. The way it is. He he's putting cold in people. So, I mean, excellent film. You really, really, really need to go out and see it. Because for all the people that like the gangster films mm -hmm. and the the, uh, the Godfathers and the Scarfaces and all of that. I'm telling you, this is a, in the Dirty Harry's. This is a, a classic. This film is going to be a classic. It's well written. He's like kicking ass. I mean, he's real physical in this film. He Don't you think he's doing like so. a lot of running and jumping and and jumping over cars and falling over? I mean, he's just really, really physical in this film, and his acting is superb. And um. Just excellent. I would not miss seeing this film. This I holiday would not season. Miss seeing it. That's right. Holiday yeah. season. Yeah. Go see. I would say go see Twenty One Bridges first. Yeah. And see Knives Out. That's why you right. go see Twenty One Bridges like on Monday or Tuesday, right. Wednesday, right. Then well, on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Go see uh, Knives Out. So go see um, Twenty One Bridges Monday, mm -hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. and then go see Knives uh, Out right. on Thursday, and then go see. 21 Bridges on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just fit it into your schedule. Just, just put it there. Make it priority in yeah. your schedule. I'm just fitting in. Okay, people. So this has been a robust episode. Yes. 86 of the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. Yeah. We are the husband and wife team. I'm the voice of the filmmaker. My wife is the voice of the critic. And... You have been watching yep. and listening to, yep. ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching and listening to yep. none other than the film review. Re review. The film review, movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast, interviews, movie reviews, and more live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey everybody, this is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching the film review.